Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. We got a great episode today. We're going to be talking about something that everybody's been asking me about, and that's optimizing your product development stage. So, you know, how do you create product development? So, the theme today is optimizing the product development stage for your Amazon FBA business. We're also going to be talking about using data for product development, and we'll be going over what you'll need to know about your product research, your product demand fit, and also your product validation and a lot more. So welcome to the Lunch with Norm uh, e-commerce e and Amazon FBA pa uh, podcast. And I got that bass backwards. All right. Lunch with Norm. Lunch with Norm. That's what I love about live, you know? Oh my gosh. And by the way, I almost couldn't make it onto the podcast today. Maybe that's a good thing for some of you, but uh, just had a power outage and the power just came back on a few minutes beforehand. So I'm still a little razzled about that. But as I mentioned today, it's going to be a really great show. We're going to be talking about optimizing the product development stage for your Amazon FBA business. Our guest is a re uh, repeat guest. He's a successful entrepreneur and Amazon thought leader. He spent 15 years working as an account director and strategist for some of the top digital agencies around the world, like Johannesburg, London, Los Angeles, before starting his own business. He started in his e uh, um, he started his Amazon journey around 2014, launching multiple successful private label brands and soon founded Zon Guru with his partner, Adam Hudson. And I am talking about John Tilly. We're going to be getting to John in just a second, but just a word from our sponsor now. Any e-commerce retailer knows that video and photography are the two most powerful tools in your arsenal when it comes to increasing sales and conversion rates. And when it comes to sourcing high quality video and photography content for your Amazon products, there's no better team to trust than the experts at videotelepathy.com. Whether you're just starting out selling on Amazon or you're already an eight figure business, Video Telepathy has the perfect video solution to help boost your bottom line. And their Big Kahuna package is the perfect option for any listing for your slide deck, A-plus content, it could be for your Amazon store, or social media, and even your other e-commerce platforms. So don't wait. Check out videotelepathy.com today. We use them, and you should too. Don't forget to tell them Norm sent you. The Big Kahuna Package. That's right, Kels. <laughs> I like the name of that. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Lunch with Norm. It's good to see the Beard Nation joining us. Cool Hand 99. Hope you're having a fabulous Friday, too. Also, Connor, good to see you. Having a successful Friday. Uh, let us know what you're doing, what you have plans for this weekend over in the comment sections. Also, let us know where you're from in the world. We've got people from, I know, Ethiopia, uh, where else? Germany, US, Canada. Uh, let us know in the uh, comments. And yes, Marsha, we just actually just today I got the doorknob or the, the doorknob. The doorknob? We're having you, a you are a doorknob. My yeah. gosh, get, get what we you did pay for. We did receive the uh, stable <laughs> copper. So thank you, Marsha. Yes, uh, thank you, Marsha. Yeah, 
So to get started, make sure you smash those like buttons. Give us a thumbs up if you're enjoying the podcast. Also, don't forget to join our Facebook group, Lunch with Norm, Amazon FBA, and E-Commerce Collective. We've got a great group over there. Uh, we're almost at 3,000 members, which is crazy because we just started that a couple, I, I think, about a year ago. So it's great to see that we, uh, we've we got a little community building, and uh, that's where you can ask your questions, your tips. We drop our discounts over there, too. Um, so it's a great place to be. You get to network and uh, just have some fun over there. Um, let me see. Other than that, uh, this is a live podcast. So if you're new to the show, you can ask questions. We're going to be getting to them at the end of the episode. So if you, make sure you drop them in now because uh, sometimes we get so many that we can't answer. So if you get them in now, you're probably guaranteed to get your answer by the end of today's episode. And uh, I think that's about it. And uh, as Marcia said, thank goodness it's Friday, friends. And uh, it's great to be here. Excited All for this right. one. So if you have any comments or questions, throw them over in the uh, comments section. Now, over the last three podcasts, we found that we've had tons of questions. And uh, it just, you know, like, we'll be just talking until I run out of questions for our guest. And both time or the last three uh, podcasts, we've actually just run out of time. There's been so many uh, questions. So please enter your questions early. We're going to judge where we can cut off uh, the podcast just based on the questions that come in or comments. And we love engagement. Anybody who's been watching this show in the past knows that we love our engagement. We love our community. So just throw it in there. We also will have a giveaway today. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. And let's just sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee. Unfortunately, I don't have mine uh, yet. Hopefully, I'll get one soon and enjoy the episode. Uh, welcome, John. What's up, Noel? Uh, I think I want to change my name to uh, Bass Aquids. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Anyways, it's live. It's oh, live. Dude, that's great. That's great. Dude, I, I just want to sit backstage and listen to you guys. I was just... I was having a laugh in the background. That was good. That was good. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I see you all over the place. Like, you know, I'm usually at the events I attend, you attend. It's kind of cool, you know, getting in and creating a friendship over Amazon. But also, you know, it's kind of, I, I talk about events quite a bit, networking. And um, it's it's pretty wild how you get to have this really great group of people that you would never have had the chance to meet. And for the most part, you know, everybody's positive. Everybody's looking out for everybody. And um, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a great community. And uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on, you know, events and networking, but I'd like to hear them. Yeah. I mean, look, it depends on, on, you know, who's attending the, the event. And, and what I mean by that is, are you, are you going there as a seller or obviously a vendor or a partner, et cetera? Um, but the bottom line is like, if you want to like invigorate your mind and your thinking and, and you kind of need a little bit of a push, that is hands down the best way to do it every single time. You know, I think whenever I go to an event, um, you know, you're going to get hundreds of ideas. You're going to meet a few people that are going to be really important in your, in your pathway for the next six to, to 12 months. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's well worth it. And, and, and you've got to go there with the right mindset. So um, I know that, uh, 
there's been a break from from events for quite some time and and it's it's back on you know like i think september this this month oh my, is, oh my god there's a, there's a there's a bunch i think some people are like um you know away from home for for a month and a half just kind of traveling between australia and the us and seattle and you know everywhere so um you know uh this is this is a this is a this is a tough business in in some ways and, and it's a competitive one and it's a you know you've got to be at the cutting edge of of your thinking and you've got to be you know getting as much good information in as possible to really plot your way forward again if you're a seller or vendor or partner it doesn't matter um and and that's one of the best ways to do it for sure yeah uh you you just touched a nerve and that is uh if you don't go out there and if you don't continue to update your skills uh, you'll be left behind and you'll be left behind very quickly if you're not looking into groups and finding out what the latest tips and tricks are, um, not, yeah, you know, hacks, but just get be in the know, like Amazon updates. They just did something that I thought was pretty cool yesterday or the day before. And that was to bring brand registry into seller central. So mm. that's just kind of, that's kind of an interesting thing. Oh, coffee's coming. That's kind of interesting. Thank you. Yeah. And um, yeah, anyways, I mean, yeah, oh, go I mean, ahead. To, to kind of play play off on that, like, and it's kind of getting into the discussion of what we're talking about today. But I think, you know, that you know we've been in this business long enough, right? Since I mean, I've been there since 2014. Uh, you probably are there since the day Amazon started. I don't know, but um, <laughs> you know, you know, the theme has always been at the seller level is like, oh, Amazon is more competitive than it's ever been. You know, it's so hard to get in. Um, you know, and and I think our answer has always been. Yeah, it's more competitive today than it was yesterday. That just means you have to be better with your skill sets and, and more importantly, better with, with using data to find your opportunities. It's not just a, you know, lick your finger, stick it in there and say, hey, I'm going to do this. You, you, you have to use data to, to find your opportunities and to find your focus. And, and that applies to everything, but specifically product research, right? And, and I think if you look at Amazon today, I think and the current theme is, for, for that ind individual private label seller, yeah, it, it's pretty tough. There's a lot more, you know, you have to play, pay to pay to play, you know, um, yeah. on the paid media side. Um, you're competing against big retail brands in, you know, in, in a lot of the categories, um, you know, they're bigger brands. So, so it is tougher. Um, but if you, you know, if you use data, you can find those opportunities. And what is cool about Amazon right now is like with, the, you know, in the last few months, they've, they've, deprecated MWS, which is their API data. They're, they're moving off of that. They're bringing in the seller partner API. And with that seller partner API, there's so much more data in there. It's it's absolutely, you know, way more data, way more organized than it used to be. Uh, you even got better central data in there. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, and what's super cool about that is that from a from a, a SaaS software side of it, uh, we've got more data to play with. And, and Amazon is notorious of not being able to necessarily provide them the best user experience so we've got stuff that we can work with to help you give you more data to help you find better opportunities and there are definitely so many more opportunities now um you know that we can get at with data which is great so i mean that's that is a great segue because uh you know we're talking about how you have to keep up with things and what you're doing and what you're talking about today is definitely something that i wouldn't have done in 2014 or 16 or 20 you know I, I probably would have been looking into it but nowadays you've got to bring data into it so why don't we start the discussion there um mm. 
how are people using data to find or use it in the product development stage? Yeah, I think um, the first question I want I want to just preface that before sure. we, we kind of get into the product development is like, you know, clearly on, on Amazon, if you're starting to sell, there's two ways to grow your business. One is expand your channels, which could be expanding your Amazon marketplaces, you know, going international, expanding outside of Amazon. That's clearly one way to do it. The other way um, to do it, and, and probably hugely the easier way is to expand your product line, right? And and even easier within that product line is, is to look at expanding your brand or your product line extension within the brand that you have, right? So, you know, if you're selling dog toys, you know, looking in that category and, and seeing how to expand that. And, and, and that's, that's what we can talk about a lot today is like, is, is product development, but, but more importantly, developing your product within the, the subcategory or the niche that you're in. Uh, right now, yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. so, you know, there's so many benefits to doing that. One is clearly if, if, if it expands your brand line, it allows for additional purchases or bundling or, or, or using the, you know, people who buy your second product would probably buy your first. So there's obviously a benefit there. One of the biggest benefits I would say to sellers is that most likely you could potentially do that with your same manufacturer, which, which is, is a huge, um, you know, a cost efficiency and, and an easy way to expand your, your line. Um, you know, there's, there's many things there, but, um, what, what we've tried to do with data and, and it's kind of interesting from, from a product development perspective is, is, um, you know, try and analyze instead of just saying, Hey, you know, let's put a keyword in and, or, or, you know, let's, let's kind of like look at some, some overall arching over, overarching categories in Amazon. Let's get more specific and let's say, Hey, within a subcategory of Amazon or a leaf category, which you guys know, if you look on the left side of Amazon, it's kind of like, you know, it's the category you sell in. Can we analyze that full, uh, you know, a set of products within that uh, leaf category and understand you know, what are the things that, that look like great opportunities? So, so that's where we've been focusing. And, and there's, a, there's a report that you've obviously heard of in, in a lot here called the, the Products, I think it's called the Products Opportunity Explorer Report within Amazon, right? Which is, which is allowing you, it gives you access to a lot more of the data, search volume, uh, you, know, uh, you know, sales, et cetera, within your specific categories. If you're brand registered, you, you kind of get access to that data. So um, that's a really good place to start, uh, what we've done on our side is we've actually curated all of that information together in our own kind of product opportunity explorer report, which looks at a subcategory and, and, and every single uh, product in that subcategory. And we put it together in a report. And we have about 14 different views that we look at in that to help define, you know, where the opportunities are. Um, and, and, and that's been really useful at the seller level, but most, most of the people who are using this right now are agencies, you know, our customers, agencies who are, doing a quarterly review for, for their clients and saying, hey, these are the brands you sell. Where could you expand? Um, and what are, the, what are the questions we can answer to help you expand that, that product line? So that, that's kind of where we, we're seeing a lot of this use. You know, uh, it's interesting because a lot of people um, think that there's just not enough sales in subcategories or niches. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim Jordan and I, uh, we were doing a training class and this was, this was just live on the training uh, we were looking at what were they tortilla makers and mm -hmm. we just pulled up tortilla makers and we found that there were metal tortilla makers on the market for around uh, 20, $24, something like that. And then we, we kept looking and we saw that there was a wooden one there and that was close to a hundred dollars. It was like $99 and it was wooden. 
Uh, so we went and we, we took a look and Tim said, why don't we make it authentic? And he went and he checked and he found one in Guatemala, which was dirt cheap, that now instead of going out and doing the metal tortilla holder, which everybody was doing, very few people were doing the wooden one, like almost nobody. And then the Guatemala one, which we could now market as an authentic tortilla holder, not one made in China. And we didn't put it on the market, but uh, like it was just, it was just a training class that we were showing people, but he did do that in project X with the wooden uh, egg holder. I don't know if you've, you've seen that, but they killed it. Bradley, uh, Bradley Sutton and Tim did this in project X with the wooden coffin holder, now a saturated market and the wooden um, egg holder, which nobody was doing. And they went out, which is, this is very interesting what we're talking about today because they went out and they used Pinterest and they used Etsy to find what people were posting. If you combine that with what you're talking about today, that would just be a win, win, win. 100%. Yeah. And I think, you know, you've got to start somewhere with, with your data and, and, and then expand beyond that, right? So you've got to kind of find the opportunities. And, and there are two approaches. One is, Hey, finding the opportunity on Amazon, um, yeah, and th and that's usually lower search volume, less competition, but you know, lower search volume on Amazon is still you know it's a million dollar product right there anyway, right? So so you know the idea of of, of how we rate products at a high level is like there has to be demand, you know, search for that product. There has to be um, you know you have to have an understanding of the competition, right? And and how how easy is it to potentially compete on there? And that's getting down to even the depth of the keywords and, and potentially, you know, other ways that you can get in on those keywords. Um, you've got to understand how much capital you need to invest. You know, is this a hundred thousand uh, dollar upfront fee to get into this, 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 um, you know, this, this category, or is it $20,000, right? You've got to understand that. And then obviously your, your revenue potential, how much money can you make at the end of the day, right? Those are the four, when you look at our products, we have a thing called the niche rate that we base, you know every analysis on those those four aspects and and obviously the fifth is differentiation which is a softer skill but can we you know, go those are the, can we go through those four in a little bit more detail yeah yeah okay. all uh, right so and and what it's kind of interesting so you've got this it's called a a niche differentiator and it's basically those four points niche radar yeah we call it the niche yeah. radar and we we divide it into those four points because when we developed that it was like you know if we're going to launch something, what, what what do we need to understand from from a from a business perspective that that at the end of the day is going to be truly important for us to to say yes or no, right? And and, and right. that's the four categories. But to your point, there's a whole bunch of data that goes into each one. Um, and to the point I mentioned earlier, now today with the product opportunity explorer, we even have more data that that, that can go into that that, that can help um, you know uh, you know give you the confidence to move forward. Um, you know, starting at, at, at the demand side, like, you know, demand is, is self-explanatory, right? It's like how many people are actually searching for that type of product today? Um, it used to, it used to be something along the lines of just, Hey, this is the search volume, right? There used to be estimates on it. It's obviously much more accurate these days um, with, with the data we can get at, but Hey, he has the, the current search volume. So you have to know that, but more importantly, understanding the depth of the search volume on keywords, I think is really, really important, right? Because, if it's only two or three keywords that is driving the search volume, everyone's competing for that. But if you understand, hey, he has the full depth of 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 the types of keywords and the search volume around that, I think I think that's a, a, you know, gives you a lot more 
understanding of like, hey, if I enter this market, I could probably, um, you know, look at these bottom search volume keywords that have less, but maybe I could own that. And of course, understanding contextually, where are your competitors focusing? So that's, a, I, I, I'm, I'm jumping a couple of steps ahead, but yeah. that's kind of when you start to look at, a, at, at something that, that looks good on the surface and you're looking to launch it, you've got to really understand the depth of the keywords and where competitors are focusing and what your launch strategy is about what you can own, right? So that, that's kind of demand at, at a high level. I, I would say it's, it's also progressed further today where we now understand another question, and especially at the enterprise level that gets asked around that is like, what is the, what is the TAM, right? So uh, the total applicable, applicable market size, the TAM SOM, and I forget the other one, right? Which is um, over time, we're not ever, yeah, looking at it historically, each, you know, in that niche that you're looking to launch a product, you know, what is the overall size of the of the revenue potential of that of that market? Is it is this a three million dollar category or is it a one million dollar a month category? You know, what are the top twenty five brands? How much how much revenue are they bringing in, and and how much market share do you think you can own of that? So that's like the biggest discussion I would say at, at the more of the enterprise uh, area around demand is is not just understanding search volume, but it's like what's the trend over time. What's the overall size of the market and how much do we think we can own of that market? Who's owning the most market share? Are the top three owning, you know, 50% of that market or they're owning only 10% of that market and there's a much better chance that you can kind of get in there and, and compete. So, you know, those are the, the, the questions that, that demand is, is, is moving towards is understanding market share. How competitive is that? And, and can we can we get more market share? So um, that's demand. Um I don't know if you have any comments on that, Norm, or... or <laughs> yeah, or. sorry. Um, I always love co coughing into a guest ear. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the things that I look for as well, and you touched on it, but uh, the brand, if there is a major brand in there and they're eating away most of the... You could look at the three, but if there's one major competitor in there, I'll just eliminate it. If I'm running a report, I'll eliminate it, see what's left, and mm -hmm. see if it's worth even getting into. Because if there is a, let's say it's a shampoo company and it's a major, a major, and I don't want to get, I don't want people to take this wrong. If you go in and you see a major brand in your, in your niche, if it's a lower level or if it's way above the tier that you're selling at, I don't take that into consideration. So mm -hmm. usually I'll, I'll, I'll see um, three tiers. The low, like trading for dollars and pe or pennies and nickels. Um, the next one, which is the average seller, and then your your high perceived value brands. If mine is either at the first or second, and the brand is coming out at the third, then I take that into consideration, and and you know I could go out and compete against. Um, it's not my competition. That's what I'm trying to say. So uh -huh. you you do have to weigh it, you know, just to make sure. But you're absolutely right. If you're if you're taking a look at the research, and most of those keywords are going to two or three, or most of the um, market share is going to two or three of your competitors, it'd be very tough or a waste of time. But this is where your data comes in, John. Yeah, I mean, look at. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think like historic you know we have a historical tracking of the top three clicks and conversions from brand analytics right in, in any niche we, we can show the historical tracking of that and it's really interesting to see you know um 
in some of those cases, the top three are always the same top three, right? So they're, they're consistently the ones that get the most clicks and conversions. And, and that's probably a red flag to say, hey, you know, this is, this is pretty, pretty much owned, right? right. Um, but a lot of the times you see those top three changing every single month, right? And to me, that's a, that's a, that's a flag that, hey, you could potentially, um, you know, at some point compete with those guys. Now, again, I think if you're launching something, you're never going to be necessarily competing with the top three to start. So you've just got to understand how much do they own and how much is left that you can compete for. Um, but I, I actually want to just touch on a point that you mentioned earlier is, is like usually those top three are the ones that are, are getting the most clicks and conversions and they're competing on the, the most search volume and probably the cheapest price. It's typically how it is, right? Um, or, or, the, or the best value price, I would say. Um, where you're talking about in terms of those three tiers, if, if I could give any, anyone advice around product development, it's, it's, it's exactly what you, know, you guys were talking about with the wooden tortilla holder, right? That's a, that's a, it's a relatively cheap product, 20 bucks. You know, there's, there's millions of those. Um, but how could you take something and then, and then elevate it from a brand perspective where all of a sudden you can charge 100 bucks and you, you've come up with a wooden one, it's more authentic. Maybe it's got some etching in it that, that, that represents the history of tortilla making, whatever it is coming in a cool box and now you're selling a product that probably doesn't cost much more on the cog side of it um, right. than the metal ones, but you're selling it at a hundred bucks and you're competing in an area where most of the competitors aren't, aren't playing, which is that that value 24 bucks, you're competing at the hundred bucks. That's, that's the, that's the, the magic of, of true entrepreneurship in the space, which is not overcapitalizing on your differentiation, but being able to have a cheaper cogs and, and charging it at, at that, that premium price. And that's where brand comes in and everything that we teach, right? So, um, yeah, you, you, I was just touching on that point that, that you mentioned, which is, which is um, you know, understanding the tiers and then seeing if you can get into that top premium tier, but obviously have a lower cogs and, and, and that's, that's gold. Now, okay, so we, we've, we've touched on the first one, which is validation. So what, what was your second point? Uh, the, well, the, the, the first one was, yeah, demand validation. The, the second one I would say on those, on those tiers is, is the, the level of competition, right? Which we've kind of talked oh, about right. a little yeah. bit already, right? So, um, you know, what, one thing that, that is interesting, uh, you know, in, in that process is, you know, wouldn't you love to know how many launches happen in a, in a how many product launches happen over the last year? Um, and more importantly, how many of those were successful, Right. That would be an interesting data point to understand. And that data point is now available in, in that product opportunity explorer report. We can, we can show in a category, Hey, what was launched over the last six to 12 months on Amazon, it, you know, how many products and how many of those actually were successful and the success of that. I think it's, I think Amazon deems a product to be successful when it's doing over $10,000 in revenue a month, uh, over, I think it's over a three month period, 90 days or something like that. So they've got a, a specific rule that they say hey this is this, this is deemed a successful product and it's pretty interesting when you see it you could see you know in, in some of these niches you know hey they, they launched 25 products and only five were successful right so that's a clear indicator that you know probably is really competitive or, or, or there's some you know you've got to dig into why that is uh, versus somewhere it's like hey it, it seems like there's a good ratio between launches uh you know you want lower launches and, and more successful ones so that's the kind of stuff we can we can get at on the competitive level um which kind of adds to to understanding the competition obviously you want some competition but, but not too much right 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 uh just um i was just thinking about it when you're saying that about the uh the uh product explorer opportunity 
Have you ever used the, what's it called? The search performance re uh, report and the search catalog report that are in branded analytics now? Yes, I've, I've, I've used them and, 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 you know, to be transparent on that, I've, I've, I've also, you know, most of my interaction with that is, is me uh, talking to the product team and them showing me that. Um, but that's the kind of, those views are some of the views that we're, we're taking from one, one specific category that you can get in brand analytics. And we're extrapolating that to be able to show you the rollup of that whole category. So we're almost taking that information. We're giving you the much broader view um, across that, but yes, I have had a look at it. Yeah. So for any listener who doesn't know what these are, they're in your brand analytics. Uh, <laughs> I think you have to, it's a little bit tricky to find the first time when you go in and you click brand analytics, you'll see something, I believe it says, maybe they've removed it now, but beta reports, you click mm -hmm. on it and you'll see three reports and it'll be the catalog performance, your uh, keyword performance, and then you'll see repeat. So mm -hmm. that repeat customer. So what products are being uh, not customers, but repeat purchases. So what customers are coming back to your brand and buying products? Well, what I love about this um, the keyword search is you know what the keyword is. If it's a primary or I call it a primary long tail, but um, if it's if it might be like natural bully sticks, then you know if that's that word is converting better than anything else and might be lower search volume, you can go and create a silo of these keywords that are built around natural bully sticks that you can start building up those sales in that category. And you can do this so easily just by looking at the data, what keywords are converting. And you might be spending a hell of a lot of money on keywords that are getting you nowhere, or they're just a, um, like a pri like bully stick. You know, that's a $20 click. I don't want to go for bully stick. I won't go for bully stick. But if it's a natural bully stick, odorless bully stick, what are those uh, primary keywords that uh, I should focus my time and energy on? And the information that comes out of those reports, um, you shake your head because you have no idea that certain keywords are performing the way that they do and at a cheaper level on PPC, which is kind of cool. I just wanted to throw that in. No, I mean, it's, it's a really good point. And, and we look at that in our keywords on fire tool in, in the sense that understanding not just keywords and search volume, but what are the ones that are inverted commas research keywords and what are the true ones that are the converting keywords, right? And you, you mm. gotta understand the, the difference because one might have really high search volume and you're like, hey, great, I'm going to put this up in the top of my, my listing. But if that overall is not really as much of a converting keyword, um, you have to analyze that data over time and understand, hey, this is what I have in my, in my thing. But these are actually ones that drive more of the research, but these are the actually converting ones, right? And, and, and making sure that you focus, focus on those. Um, the second point I want to make there, and it's a really important one, uh, is 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 the, the the cost per click right in 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 the paid paid side of it? Um, you know we we have in our keyword tool again the the average uh, PPC bid per keyword right, and you see some of these keywords you you, you just said it, like bully stick or you know obviously stuff in in the vitamin uh, or or the you know those kind of categories or or the, or the shake categories. Um, you know people are paying like I don't know what it is like fifteen you know twenty bucks per per click and and what you've what you've got to be clear on there is like are those you know if people are paying that amount for a click do they actually know what they're doing or do they actually know not or, or do they have no clue to what they're doing right and and in most cases they actually know what they're doing because they understand their ltv their lifetime value of their customer 
And that goes back to this idea of repeat purchases, especially if you in FMCG, fast moving consumer goods, products that are repeat purchased. If you can understand the repeat purchasing behavior, you will know that the value of the, the value of the sale is not what you actually sell it for. Let's just say it's 25 bucks. Your, your value is not 25 bucks, but you know if someone buys that product, there's a, probably a good chance that there's maybe one or two repeat purchases in that. And you know your lifetime value is $75. So what are you willing to pay for that click? You'd certainly be willing to pay more than, than, than potentially 20 bucks or whatever your, your cost is, right? So right. that's an important, it's a big theme with, with um, again, enterprise clients, is especially in the FMCG space, which is what is my LTV? Um, we have a report at the high level, which, which gives LTV, but um, you know, understanding, hey, what is my lifetime value? Of each one, which helps me come up with my customer acquisition costs. What am I willing to pay to acquire that customer? Which, which again, you know, this is more complex stuff, but we have the data to be able to answer that, and that, and that's how you stay ahead of the the, the game, and and uh, and and you can you can win, right? Yeah, especially like recurring revenue, or if you're if you're widening your brand, or uh, I love this is if you're converting that client or that uh, customer over to a subscription. So mm -hmm. I know if we get somebody over to our website and we get that next purchase, which we're going to give them a product for free to try out one of our new scents, that the chances of getting them to come over and uh, subscribe to our service, well, you know, that's $300. It's not 10. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I was talking to someone the other day about this and, I, and I've talked about it before. Like that's, that's the Mecca, right? If you can, if you can, if you can see your Amazon business as your lead magnet, right? It's the first purchase. They, they, a, they have a need and they want to buy something and they get your product and they buy it, bam. And then you can use various strategies to get them to your, your Shopify website. And that becomes the place where they become brand evangelists, where they do repeat purchases and hopefully a subscription business. Dude, the value of your business is through the roof. And then you've created a, a true e-commerce brand, right? If, if you're just right. selling a product on Amazon, you know, you, you haven't you, you've created a product, but you haven't created an e-commerce brand yet, and and that's where you've got to you've got to think about getting there, and and hopefully your Amazon channel becomes a smaller piece of of your overall revenue for your business. But as far as a, as your lead magnet, your first purchase, Amazon is is absolutely the best channel um, to go for. So yeah, I mean, look, you know, a lot of this is is you know maybe some people listening might be overwhelmed by going like, oh my gosh, like there's so much stuff <laughs> to think about, you know. But you know what what I can say is like. With the data we have, even in this product opportunity explorer, I'll, I'll explain one that we just looked at it, uh, you know, recently. But um, when you actually just look at the data and there are recommendations at the end, we are finding opportunities on Amazon right now, which are which are you know, tw yeah, ten, not ten, but more, more like you know, fifteen to twenty-five thousand capital investments. Um, you know, great, you know, a business that you can grow into doing a million dollars, you know, over time, uh, good, good profitability not so much competition though they're still there but you've got to use the data to find those right um we just found one i think in an exercise we were doing a couple of days ago which was we were just like okay let's use this product opportunity explore report let's look in uh toys one of the most competitive categories and and right uh you know we looked through that and we were like oh something keeps standing out it was like this this kind of like plush toy category we we're like okay this is pretty competitive and then we kind of looked and we started to see oh there was like this this um anxiety plush toys so they've taken this concept of the anxiety blankets a weighted blanket and they've created weighted plush toys right and, and it's kind of a new category that's growing but it's almost like these heavier uh you know stuffed animals 
that that are that are comforting to to toddlers um, yeah. that, that could smell nice or you could heat them up. You know, it, it's kind of like this this category that's emerging. And and um, when we looked at that category, it had decent decent numbers, but they were all kind of like a dinosaur. Um, you know, uh, and, and then we kind of looked into it, and then and then there was a certain animal. I forget what it was, but there was a couple of animals that were starting to to stand out in that category, and we we're like, just create the anxiety version of that that animal, um, and then and then think about how you can differentiate the with like, you know, adding a nice box that they could color in, or there was games in it, or you know, it, taking other concepts and adding it from that perspective, and you know, that's how we used to do it, you know, back in the day, and those opportunities are still absolutely there. So. Um, the point being is like if you can rely a little bit on data and you understand that and let the data work hard for you, you're going to find these opportunities over and over. And then you just got to think about how you can do it a bit smarter than others. So, so, so they are there for, for, for the small sellers or, or the big sellers, right? All right. Very good. We'll, we'll come back to this as well uh, right now. Uh, for anybody who's listening and you do have comments or questions, about product development, product research, just let us know. Um, this is um, an interesting topic about using data, the product opportunity explorer. There's a variety of different things. So let us know if you have any questions. John's here to answer them. And uh, we are going to have a giveaway. I think uh, Kelsey was flashing up to tell me, make sure you go to the giveaway. <laughs> We're running. It's beyond the bottom of the hour. So John, why don't you tell us about the giveaway today? Yeah, so 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 one lucky person can can get one of these product opportunity explorer reports um, created uh, in any subcategory you want. So um, whoever wins today, they'll, they'll connect with us, and you know we literally, um, you know, you just tell us the subcategory you're interested in, or you know if if you want us to pick one for you, that's fine. But you know, tell us the one that you're interested in. We'll run this report uh, and we'll send that to you with an analysis at a high level. And recommendations so you can you can kind of look at that and understand hey within this subcategory here's the top 20 or top five niches um that, that really have true potential and again we have about 14 different views of that and then recommendations at the end so it goes everything from like overall search volume by 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 niche overall revenue um you know market share conversion rates uh you know um uh, uh successful launches which which i touched on uh, age of of uh, competitors that have launched in that uh, you know um, demand that 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 niche radar we have that in there per per thing so we look at the overall stack view of demand competition opportunity revenue potential and capital investments uh, there's an ROI view in that so you know again we have all of these pretty extensive uh, views that you can look at individually or um, you can actually just look at our recommendations at the end so we have certain uh, if then statements like based on each of those views, hey, if if the niches you know expand beyond this this cap, we take them out and we we kind of come down to a recommendation on their back. And so we're going to give one one of those for free. Um, so anybody who's interested in in a, a specific category and looking at understanding what the niches are, will give you um, this report uh, uh, for free. So that's a that's a heck of a giveaway. If anybody is listening, you know, just what we were talking about earlier, the way that you could drill down here, and this this is priceless. So if you're interested in this, if you're interested in a specific niche, um, make sure it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, name two people or tag two people, and you'll get a second entry. Uh, and also, um, we've also got a bonus. Uh, John has given 
uh, what is it, a 20% discount, or there's a, a discount for your software that we'll be posting as well. So just um, uh, either on in the show notes, on our website, you'll see the Lunch with Norm uh, discount that you'll get. It's 20% off anything that, uh, well, not anything, but off of the app. But uh, what a price. Thank you so much. You know, that's, yeah. that's awesome. No, no problem. And, and yeah, I think if, if they're listening, if you guys are in that, that phase of, of looking to launch products or, or, or moving along, you know, just, just jump in there, you know, take the 20%. But even, even in that seven days, what I would encourage you to do is to run a keywords on fire session, which is our keyword research tool. Um, you know, just run it on, on your, your, your main seed keywords. So again, if you're selling plush anxiety animal toys, you know, you can put that in. It's going to give you the depth of the category of all of the keywords, search volumes, revenue from keywords, and importantly, a view where, which is where your competitors are focusing and potentially where the competitors are not focusing, which could help you with your launch strategy in understanding, hey, you know, across this category, this is where I should really, uh, you know, focus my PPC efforts around launch, get some good conversion right there because it's not as competitive. So, you know, even in the seven-day free trial, you're going to get some use out of, out of using that before, um, before uh, you launch your product. It gives you the confidence uh, to move forward for sure. Fantastic. So I know Kelsey's going to bother me about this. Kelsey, yes, I forgot about the sponsor. Please, <laughs> please click the button now. A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro, the only complete A to Z done for you real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. My friends, Sean Hart and Seth Stevens co-founded Post Purchase Pro after launching over a thousand successful private labeled products, growing 53 brands, and get this, exiting 17 businesses. Post Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com slash lunch. All right, we're back. Okay, so John, I guess we can move on to um, one of the other points you were talking about. Uh, and I believe this is one of the four. I hope mm -hmm. it is. I think it is, but capitalization. Mm. So a lot of a lot of people don't understand capitalization and and how much it would actually cost. Uh, do these reports show that? And and let's talk. Uh, let's dive into capitalization a bit. Yeah. So so at a, at a high level, we have that in our niche radar, which is which is the capital investment, right? So the the, the level of investment that you need to make into um, you know, into launching a product successfully, and and the basic way that we that we that we do it right now is we we literally look at you know what what's the average uh, daily sales um, of of page one, right? Because at the end, on the keyword that you that you're targeting, right? You know, you, or or the, the 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 set of keywords, like the main set of keywords that 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 your product would would rank for that you should focus on. What are the average daily sales that you need to do to to be to compete on page one? So once you figure out that number, um, it's it's the it's a matter of understanding 
hey, what is the, the cost of goods um, price points at the daily sales and, and about three months of stock. So that's, that's, that's what we typically use to, to calculate that. Now, you know, obviously some people might say, hey, you know what, I only want to have one month of stock or, you know, uh, you know two months or, or whatever it is. But, you know, we, we, we're of the opinion nowadays that there's enough data and there's enough, um, if you do your homework properly and you understand your research and you, you do all the steps right, you know, you should have confidence that you can order three months of stock and really kind of compete, uh, you know, and, and really go hard with your launch chain and everything. And, and, and that's what you need to do to, to win on Amazon. Like gone are the days of just like within degrees, gone are the days of maybe just testing a, you know, a small sample. So, you know, that's giving you a good understanding of like, okay, um, if I need to make daily sales of this much and I have the three months of stock, you know, do I need a hundred thousand dollars or do I need $20,000? So that's, that's kind of the capital investment piece um, that, that you need to look at. And then, then of course that's on your, your, your um, stock purchase. Right. But then there's, right. there's obviously the additional ones of, of understanding your, your launch process and your launch budgets um, and, and, and the PPC aspects around that. Like how much, you know, how much do we need to actually spend on PPC? Um, and th there's a, there's a report in there giving you that, that average PPC um, cost across your, your keywords um, and, and giving you some indication of, of, of the, the PPC budget as well. So those are, those are the two things that we really look at. Mostly we just give a guideline around the, 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 the stock purchase, but, but, you know, make sure that you understand that in your cogs, you, you don't include it there, but you've got to have an advertising budget because it's pay to play. Right. So, so make sure you have that covered as well. But this is where what you were talking about earlier comes into play, your competition, you know, your search volume. Uh, you've got to take a look at that because you might want to get into supplements and you might have enough to cover your first order. But the PPC cost, the black hat crap that happens, everything that you have to take in consideration, that 20000 can easily turn into 100000 You know, and, and there's no guarantee there. And also... I've had um, I've had I've had a, a client with bully sticks, and I warned them about capitalization, the proper capital. They said they had it. They went out and they sold out right away. No inventory, doubled the order, sold out right away, doubled the order, sold out right away. And anyways, the guy couldn't afford the next order. He went under. Mm, mm. So he just couldn't. Like I always tell people, think about the bunt. But also think about the home run and, and can you can you have like what do you have to finance that? So that I mean that's just something else I you know no, I, I mean, just want people to be aware of. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a it's an amazing point. And 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 this is the this is you, what you're getting in there is cash flow and, and understanding yeah. cash flow. And this this is the thing about Amazon, right? And and I think we've always you and I are on the same page, and I and I think you know, people are starting to get to this space, but um you know, we always talk about this opportunity of Amazon and how it is, you know, you can scale, you know, you're, you can scale a business, you can create revenue, you can create, you know, you, you can create a, an amazing business. But at the end of the day, the word is business, right? And, and, and you've got to understand every aspect of business. And if you do scale quickly, what does that look like? Or how do you, how do you manage that, right? Um, how do you build a proper business? And, and these are, these are, these are important questions, you know, this idea of, of, of running out of cash and not being able and the business going under that happens across different categories, different businesses, and it can happen on Amazon as well. So you've got to be able to manage that. And again, you know, it depends on where you are with your, you've got to, you've got to choose your product for where you are at with your business. Right. So again, bully sticks, I don't know what, what the kind of numbers were on that and, and the type of 
of revenue or, or, or capital you needed. But it sounds like it was probably someone who, who either had reserves or was significantly further on in their Amazon business than, than where they were right now. So pick the product for where you are at in your phase of your, your Amazon journey, right? That's, that's really important. Right. And sticking with bully sticks, sticking with a sub niche. So uh, our friend, Kevin King, uh, mm. one of his products, uh, he looked at bully sticks. We were competitors and he did something exactly like you're talking about. He went out, everybody else was selling a commodity and it was all going out for like 24 bucks. <laughs> well, he looked at that market and he said, how can I be different? I'm going to go up to Canada. I'm going to find a different bully stick, a bigger bully stick, a gourmet bully stick, put three in a box and sell them for more money than the ones that were selling for 12, yeah, like for 12 bully sticks in a plastic box or a plastic bag. So he ended up selling these. It was genius. Three really thick, what he called gourmet, made with a gourmet chef or something like that. And uh, it was true. Like the guy who, who created this um, was some high up um, chef that for uh, dog food preparation. Anyways, uh, really cool idea. But this is how he entered into this sub niche and he did really well at it. Yeah, and 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 what comes to mind on that is is like what he's what he's tapped into there and why he can charge what he charged with the gourmet chef and everything. He's he's picked what he called the gas factor, which is you know, excuse my French, is the give a shit factor, right? Which is like he's picked something that re people really care about, right? Yeah, you think a bully stick is a bully stick, but like people love the animals, you know, uh, you know, you, you know, you're getting something slightly different. Um, the gourmet aspect, you know, bringing that that dog food aspect to to these bully sticks and and you know he, he tapped into something there that matters so you know that's that's something you also got to think about a lot in in your product line is like how much do customers actually care about that product um you know what's the emotional connection that they have to right. that and if they've got a high emotional connection you're in a good space yeah yeah very good so we're down to number four I forget what it was that you were saying. So we've gone uh, through the, the last one is revenue potential, which which oh yeah ROI. Yeah. Okay, there we go. But there's two. There's two more revenue potential, and the last one is obviously um, you know uh, um, differentiation, which which is probably the backbone to to making sure that you 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 know when you launch you, you if you've done your homework right, you know you 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 have a it's not an uphill battle like it can be. If you get that differentiation wrong, you're you're in a, in a bad position, right? So anyway, revenue potential. You know, at the end of the day. Um, you've got to, you've got to have, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not about turnover. It's about what's left over, right? That, that's the saying that we have. So what's left over at the end of the day, typically you have to be in that $25 price point, but to what we talked about earlier, you know, um, it's about the, the magic comes when you can charge a premium price, but keep the cogs at what the, the, the average prices on, on Amazon. Right. And so right. that Kevin King example is, is a perfect example uh, the, one, the ones we mentioned earlier are, are good examples. And again, if you have that gas factor, that's when you can charge more. And if you figure out the, that's where branding comes into play, that's where you can charge more. And if you can figure out the branding, that's where you can expand beyond Amazon, have your Shopify, have your subscription services. That's where you're creating a, a, a true e-commerce brand. So, you know, you've got to, if you really want to play in this game, that those are the kind of ways of, of, of figuring stuff out. So um, that's good. And then, and then obviously, uh, just just moving on from that point because I know we, we're almost out of time, but but your your differentiation is 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 critical, right? And and that is a softer skill. Um, and and I think 
when I look at the number one reasons why people fail on Amazon, it's because they've 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 glossed over the 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 value of the the getting feedback, the product research, understanding your avatar, um, you know, using tools to really do some some proper research rather than just basing it on a hunch that you have um, and, and and figuring that out and and coming up with your differentiation ideas and testing that. Um, you know, there's various tools that you can use to do that, but make sure you're not, you're not, you're not glossing through the, the product research side that you need to do um, and, and, and getting good information in so you can come up with creative ways to, to come up with, with that. We have one tool in, in our tool set called the Love Hate, which really is a simulation of, of product reviews, positive and negative, to give you the sentiment. And we use that a lot in, you know, not only copywriting, but, but to give you ideas of like what really people care about in terms of differentiation that you can focus on that is going to make a difference at the end of the day. So, so use different tools to, to, to figure that out. All right. Very good. Uh, I just saw a comment from Muhammad. Uh, hope you guys are doing great. Can you please elaborate on DSP and some other features in Amazon advertising? Absolutely. That is, uh, these are topics that are coming up all the time. We just had one with, uh, um, uh, with, um, uh, Rita, uh, the other day, um, uh, from PPC Ninja. Anyways, uh, if you want to check, I think that was just, I think that was just Monday and she came in with some really great information, but we're always bringing in PPC, uh, companies to talk about it as well as the DSP. We're doing something, I believe it's next month on it. So anyways, Muhammad, just to let you know, we're working on it. Uh, let's see, Kelsey, maybe we can go to the questions now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, first one is from Howard. Uh, what is the value of adding value-added items to popular selling listings? Uh, is it to help differentiate? Items. Mm. You, you want me to take added? the first part? Is you taking? You talking about bundling? Yeah, um, yeah. So let's say that you've got a knife and you're giving away a cookbook. Mm. You know. Um. Yeah, look, I, I think also, uh, you know, there's ways in Amazon's now you can just, you, you, you can use a software to bundle without actually physically having to bundle, which is great, right? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, look, it, it is a way to differentiate, you know, uh, bundling is, is important. Obviously, it's driving your, your, your revenue cost up. But, um, you know, I always say bundling to a degree can, can, can get you there. And it's, it's definitely far better than just doing a color variation, right? That, that, that's important. Um, but I, I think, uh, you know, if you get more into the differentiation of, of the brand uh, and, and how you can position your brand differently, maybe a little bit more premium, um, maybe there's a slight difference you make on the product, um, that, 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 that goes much further than just bundling with, you know, just added products, in, in my opinion. Yeah, and with it, there's a, a couple of things. There's a couple of advantages. If you're bundling different products, let's say it's a candle and there's three different scents, and people buy those three candles, uh, your chances of having frequently bought together uh, and knocking out your competitor mm -hmm. there is, is, is there. But the other thing is, uh, if you've got a listing that's apples to apples, so somebody's coming over and it's an exact listing, okay? They're on the fence. Well, if you can show that with their candle, they're also going to get this free bonus and that free bonus, um, 
you know, I, I know for myself, I would probably pick the one with the, uh, with the bonuses attached. So I, I always love uh, either on the insert or in the, the, so on the insert to drive people over where they also get value added, either extended warranty or some sort of samples or discounts or a cookbook or, you know, we're working with meal plans right now. Just mm -hmm. something that um, that will give, solve a pain point or just give added value. And what you'll find is you're going to build loyal customers that way. And you can improve your listings, like I said, with frequently bought together. So that, that's just my two cents. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, are including bundled apps right now as well. So apps becomes a, a pretty easy one to, to bundle in there. It's, it's bringing more value. Yeah, I, I think bundling is pretty vague because there's so many ways you can do it. I think I think it is an important thing. I would say in most times bundling helps you increase your revenue, maybe your profits. You know, there's ways of doing that. It does help you on the on the frequently bought together. Um, but I would say at a differentiation perspective, you know, think more of your core product and how you can differentiate that. Bundling shouldn't be the, the major differentiating idea that, that you have there, in, in my opinion. I think if you can truly differentiate your product, that's where, you, that's where you're going to win. And then you can do bundling and everything to increase your revenue, profits, et cetera, on top of that. Right. All right. Next question, Kels. Okay. This one is from Yanni. Uh, do you have any advice on testing new ideas on a budget? Um, hmm. So, you know, uh, I guess the, the, the easiest way to do it on a budget would just be to, uh, and we used to do this in, in, in the past. I think you can, you can use other, you can use like a pick through or something like that. But, you know, once you've kind of come up with your concept of your product, just marking up uh, a page on Amazon and placing your product in there and then running it by your friends and family who are your target audience and asking them which one would they pick and why. Um, I think is a, is, a, is a really good way of getting feedback. Um, you know, and we actually extend that further into the buying experience when, when we're, if, we, if, if we've kind of moved it up that needle of like, uh, you know, yes, people are interested in this product in terms of friends and family, we think it's a good idea. Um, but then actually just getting someone to, to buy a product on Amazon and record themselves using free, you know, video recording software of what the actual buying process is, is 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 when they pick a product. Why did they pick it? What did they look at? What are the dimensions? You know, all of those kind of things. That really helps you um, to understand. When you go through that process, you will you will get more insights onto how to differentiate your product than than um, you know uh, just general surveys, right? So get people to go through the buying process. That usually informs you a lot about how you can differentiate the the, the process. You can do you can do two of those, and you'll get m amazing insights. I always talk about the one uh, when we were looking at a product. It was a pull-up bar, and uh, there's a there's a there's a certain dimension between the screws that goes into the wall that no one was actually covering in the images, um, and and uh, that that became one of the biggest sticking points. And just making mm. that change, I think, helped increase conversion by like fifteen or twenty percent. It was crazy. So, um, yeah. Where do you go for those uh, videos? Uh, no, the, it, it, the process we use there, we, we just use Loom, which is which is oh a, a okay okay okay, and then it's basically finding five people who are your target audience, and then going to them and saying, hey, we did it there. We're just like, hey, um, you know, we want you to buy a, a pull-up bar that goes in the wall. Go into Amazon, find a pull-up bar, but talk through the actual experience of exactly why you picked it, where it was going to go, um, and and uh, and that's the kind of insights that come up, right? Okay, there is, and they're going to be on the podcast uh, very soon, I think in the next week or two, I think 
uh, but the company's called Product Pinion, and they do yeah, exactly good. that. Yeah. 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 yeah good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. So, uh, um, anyways, uh, it'll be interesting to see because uh, I, I I've used the service once uh, for one of my products, but um, yeah, just exactly what you were talking about. They do. So, anyways, we're going to be talking more about that in a couple of weeks. It's amazing, you know. Honestly, it's crazy. Still, like just with that that idea, but um, when you even look at those those categories, how many? Or just look at any search on Amazon. When you look at the images, how many actually have dimensions as like their third or fourth image with like very very specific dimensions? All of their products, like it's I don't know. It's probably still like 50 percent. It's not even like a hundred percent. It's crazy that people don't have an image on there with with the dimensions around the product purchase. You know, so. If you don't, you have to do it. You know what I like is the people that can't afford or don't want to use a model to or an influencer to hold up their product. And they've got this, like for me, a bar of soap, which is five times bigger than the person's hand. And you know, it's just been placed there. And uh, I mean, that, I always get a kick out of that because everybody's just going to look at it and just, you know, what? shove off and, and not buy that product. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right, Kels. Okay, uh, we have three more questions. John, how are you for time? Do you have to get going anywhere? Uh, no, we can, we can run. Yep. Okay, perfect. Uh, this one is from Marsha. Uh, your work is strictly from the data standpoint, is that correct? Or does it have personal preferences or potential customer focus group inputs? It is just from the, it's from the data perspective. Um, we do give insights around product differentiation, which is, for example, that love-hate tool that I talked about. So, so that's looking at sentiments based on, we used to do this in the old days, right? Is, is, uh, is you know, get our VAs to troll through all reviews and pick out all the, the themes that, 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 that you can get from that. We, we kind of have a, a word cloud, a semantic word cloud that does it for us. And that, and that gives you insights around sentiment, um, you know. Uh, but again, I think, I think most of us as data points to help on those four key factors and then the product differentiation, which is really kind of the emotional side of it. I think, I think is a softer skill that you have to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things you talked about earlier, you can also see what the trends are by talking to your manufacturer, you know, they'll, mm. they'll let you know that, Hey, I can do this. I can do this on a budget. You know, maybe it's just something quick, or if you really want to be innovative, we see the trend going over here. One of the tricks I used to do with manufacturers is, is they used to come to me and say, oh, it's like, okay, it's six bucks for a product, you know? And then I would say to them, okay, well, if, it, if, if, uh, if, if we increase the cost of goods to seven and a half dollars, what else could you do for me? What, you know, how could you make this product better? And that gets their, their mind ticking over and they'll, they'll bring out some creative ideas out of the closet that they haven't told anyone else about. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that, that's, you know, manuf absolutely manufacturers know that product and that, that, those ideas in and out. So, so tap into that. Yeah. Gales. Okay. Next question is from Tony. Uh, should you still repeat the similar keywords in phrase form in the title, despite Amazon saying not to? Norman, you've got an opinion on this, you know, uh, um, yeah, I got, uh, I've got, and that it changes every month. Yeah. Is it, is it launching? Is it, uh, is it, you know, staying, you know, uh, consistently scanning your business? I'm going to just give you my high level answer on this is that, is that um, you've obviously like, what does he mean by, by similar, right? So, so uh, it's exact phrase or, or organic or, um, bully sticks, 
six yeah. inch natural bully sticks in the yeah. same in the title similar so the same keywords right yeah yeah um yeah look i think i think for us in the long term um what we we on our listing optimizer tool right we 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 rate your listing based on the keywords you're adding um and what we find is that if you uh you know, you do your exact match on the on the main phrases you're going for, but then you broad match or phrase match on on the other ones, and you can do a whole bunch with just keeping you know with, without overstuffing your your keyword title. You can phrase match and broad match on on basically all the main keywords that you need to. That to us uh, seems to have long term consistent legs. You have a professional looking listing. You know, it's well optimized across the board and phrase, and you have your exact for for the main ones you want in there. And that and that. Um, that works uh, for us, you know. I, th I think on average, right now, we're seeing um, across our customers those who use our listing optimizer tool. Uh, I think it's eighty-two, or it might have just dropped about eighty percent increase in revenue over time, right? So um, we see our listing optimizer tool work from from uh, you know finding the keywords and then and then um, yeah, on our basis, doing exact and, and exact on the keywords, broad and phrase, yeah. So. Uh... It's interesting because uh, I, I know most of the people that have agencies will disagree with me. Most, like they'll they'll be throwing stones at me. And I know what you're you gonna, know, you're gonna say stuff stuff the hell out of it for the launch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I and this has just been this has just been proven again uh, with another listing. I didn't do it, but I had somebody send it over to me to uh, just this is this week. And it was stuffed. It wasn't pretty. Um, and it's already started to get results. Like really great results. It, it indexed the bullets. They're not optimized for mobile. They're, they're, they're stuffed. And um, what will happen is after 30 days or so, once we get sort of out of that honeymoon period, um, we'll, we'll spritz and remove keywords mm. so we can get more indexing. Uh, and this, I, re, I I used to do this back in the day. So 2014, 15, 16, that's what we were doing. Then, you know, okay, just start doing short, more engaged, one main keyword phrase in the title. And, and that was fine. And then by accident, once uh, Vandana posted um, uh, or launched a product that was the old style and all of a sudden we started getting tons of indexing and we, it, it went really well. And then Stephen Pope came on and he said that he was doing this now. And so we started going back to the old style and we do go back and forth to see if maybe, you know, we're getting penalized or anything, but it's still working for us. And yep, I, I, I can hear anyone who has an agency commenting here and saying, Oh, that's, you know, you can't do that. You know, but we do, and uh, it's yeah. working. Look, I mean, you know, I, I think I think for us, we're trying to. Yes, you know, our customers do that, and yes, there's always repeat words, and we have that, and and actually, our score rating goes up if you do use, especially like um, plurals or, or, or singulars, right? It, it increases based on that. Um, look, I, I think as long as the long-term strategy is to get to a better place on, on the listing, I think, I think that's going to help with your overall conversion down the, down the way. But, you know, you have that honeymoon period, do whatever you can go hard as you can to, to get as much eyeballs on it as you can. Right. So, um, 
you know, I've heard you say that strategy before and, and it's a great strategy. I think for us, we, we also just, you know, what I would, what I would say is the underlying fact of like, if you do your steps properly, which is you have a, at the end of the day, you have a great product, you have a good launch strategy, which includes outside traffic. Um, and, and you have a great price point going in at a, at a low price point, so you get a good conversion and you have, you understand where your competitors are focusing and what compete uh, keywords you can win on. If you do that, that's, what's going to really drive the, drive the needle. Um, yeah. and, and whether you stuff it or don't stuff it on top of that, that might drive it a little bit more here or there, but, um, you know, you, you know, don't expect that's going to be your winning strategy. You've got to make sure you have the other steps, right? Yeah. That that's right. So there is, I don't even know how many steps we have, but launch with a proper optimization. We get as many keywords as we can indexed. We monitor it. And that's the key keyword here is monitor. If you're not monitoring what's happening, uh, like, you know, in a keyword tracker, someone, some tool, um, then you're already losing because you don't know if your strategy is working or not. Mm -hmm. uh, and then using those search uh, performance reports, like I was just talking about and seeing again, what's working or not, but everybody's going to have a different way uh, of doing it. We're constantly trying to test it. And um, we're going to keep you up to date if we find that shorter titles or like we do optimize for mobile too. Like well, our images uh, will optimize for mobile, um, but we'll change everything around. And we're constantly playing with it. And at the end of the day, if you're looking at that listing, probably six months out, it's a very engaging listing. Mm -hmm. Good. So, but yeah. we've got all the indexing. So anyways, that's a, a long-winded, you know, answer. Mm. <laughs> I'm typically okay. long-winded. Okay, our last question is from CoolHand99. Uh, is it better to give a free gift as a surprise to the customer or better to add the extra gift into the image and listing? Um, I would say the, 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 the latter. Um, you know, obviously, if, you, if there's additional stuff you have and you can do it in, in the right way within terms of service, you know, the more the more value you can give them up front, the better you're going to get a click on it. The more conversions you're going to get, that at the end of the day is going to going to help you. And if you want to, you know, there's plenty of ways you can surprise them in the unboxing experience, which which is yeah. a critical part of it, right? And and more importantly, how you can drive them to your website because you've thought about this as a as an overall e-commerce brand and you've got a, a strategy for that. I think that's the that's the that's the the biggest part of of the unboxing is is you know making sure it's a great experience, but also driving them somewhere, right? Um, and and becoming brand evangelists. But yeah, anything that you could do up front to give them uh, additional value to get the click or the conversion is, is important. All right, very good. Okay, so Kelsey, can you put your finger on that button? Press it, please. Let's see. All right, just a second. Yeah, no, he didn't do it. He didn't there. do it. All right, here we go. A big thank you to our sponsor, Startup Club the largest club on Clubhouse with over 790,000 members and growing. They're one of the world's largest communities supporting the startup ecosystem from founders to those wishing to work for a startup and everything in between. You can find them at www.startup.club for blogs, recordings, and a calendar of upcoming shows and on the Clubhouse app. Just search Startup Club for daily shows 24-7. You can also now listen to their show, the Serial Entrepreneur Club podcast, on Apple and Spotify too. Stop by to connect, 
learn and grow together. All right. So before we get over to the wheel, John, can you just give some of your contact information if anybody wants to get in contact with you to use your app or uh, just to talk a bit further? Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you want to use it, just go to zonguru.com. Uh, yeah, there's plenty there. There's a, a chat there. We have an amazing uh, support team. So any questions you have, they can, they can jump in and use that. Check out our Instagram as well. I think that's important. And if you want to email me direct, you can. It's, it's john, J-O-N, at zonguru.com. Um, you know, give that a go if, if there's any specific uh, you need there. Um, you know, comes into my inbox. You got it. All right. Fantastic. Okay. It's time. Kelsey, All right. are you gonna are you gonna ready? put your finger on that button this time? You're not gonna. I am. Oh, very good. You ready? I'm ready. If you're nope. ready, I'm, I'm good to go. Okay, here we go. Wheel of Kelsey. It's time for the wheel of Kelsey. All right. All right. There we go. And Facebook user, I'm not sure who that is. Uh, I I probably came up with the idea, Kels. Oh yeah, yeah. You think so? <laughs> I don't know. All right, yeah. All right, that's spin from the thing. Marcia. Okay, here we go. Uh, we'll give it a quick shuffle, and here we go. So, if you are the winner, please email me k at lunchwithnorm dot com to pick up your prize. Yanni, it looks, it looks like... like Yanni. Fantastic! Congratulations. Yanni had a question. That's great. Well, you're gonna like that, Yanni. So, uh, congrats. So again, that's k at lunchwithnorm.com. Uh, you can also, uh, if you didn't win, um, we do have the twenty percent off uh, for anyone, um, which I can put the link again. Uh, but you can get twenty percent off lifetime discount for any subscription for Zonguru. Um, so that's using the link down below. So and, Kels, uh, it looks like Christine stopped paying you, and Yanni started paying you because I think that's the yeah, I've got a win in a very short period of time. So you got to keep the cycle going. You can't. Yeah, you're making a lot of money on the side. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's a good side hustle. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. So I think that's it, John. It's awesome having you on the podcast again. Um, Just if you you have a second, just kick around. Uh, You'll be removed and then we'll come back and talk for a sec. But anyways, thank you. And we're going to have you on again if you'll come back on. So fingers crossed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Norm. We'll, we'll see you again. I'll, I'll come up with some, some other interesting topic uh, idea of, of the latest greatest from, uh, from the Amazon data side. So I will look forward to it. Okay. So everybody, I hope you had a, a great time on today's episode. Like I said, we're going to be talking about the product development and what's changed. I think, uh, I think John did a great job explaining the data side of things. So if you are interested, check out uh, uh, Zonguru. We do have a a, uh, 20% discount for you uh, for life if you go over there. So anyways, that's just for our Lunch with Norm listeners. Uh, Okay, so Kelsey, where are you? I want to pick on you more. Okay, bring it on. I'm ready. Anything else? Any other quarrels you have with me? Well, maybe after the podcast. I won't talk about it right now, but... Anyways, I put it this way, uh, you know, you, I'm getting what I'm paying for. So that's it. That's right. That's right. You are. Yeah, I think you're free. Okay. So what's happening next week? All right. So we have Anna, um, who we got referred by from Omer um, Dar, and it's going to be about how you can uh, hire a remote team in Mexico. So I know a lot of people think 
they go to Venezuela maybe, or they go to the Philippines. Um, but a lot of people don't know that Mexico actually has uh, some resources that you can use. They have a yeah, very good rate. Yeah, good rate. Um, same time zone as well, uh, which could be useful if you don't want to wait the 12 hours between um, contacts. So um, that's Monday. Super excited about that. And uh, yeah, should be a great show. Um, also, don't forget to smash those like buttons. Uh, give us a thumbs up if you enjoyed today's episode. And make sure you check out the Lunch with Norm, Amazon FBA, and e-commerce collective Facebook group. It's uh, our go-to. It's the, where the Beard Nation comes together. And you can share your thoughts, your stories. Uh, and you can hang out with uh, all the amazing people from our Beard Nation, like Marsha, Howard, Cindy. Um, they're all, everyone from the comment sections, uh, I think, is in the Facebook group. So if you want to meet some incredible people, Coolhand99, Muhammad, uh, Connor, it's great to see you, Tony, as well, Mike, and uh, hopefully I'm not missing anyone, Christine, of course, and uh, it's great to see everyone. Love seeing uh, you guys in the comment sections and hanging out with you, Marsha, of course, as well, and uh, I, yeah, hope everyone has a great Labor Day weekend. Uh, yeah, fall is coming. Is that the same <laughs> Enjoy the states? Summer. Yeah. Is, is it Labor Day? Is it called Labor Day in the U.S.? I, I'm not sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Christine was saying that she's having a beach day uh, for Labor Day weekend, and so. Oh, okay. Very yeah. good. All right. So thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we come to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And as you could tell by my intro, it is live. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, I'm not too frazzled. Hopefully, there's no more power outages just before the podcast but um hey we really appreciate you coming uh we have a great community i say this every episode we could not do this without you uh just love it keep the engagement going on within the facebook group reach out to us and uh yeah have a great weekend we'll talk to you soon lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.